But if you buy into just the hype and that's what you're going after, you don't really know what you're putting your money into, man, that's a great way to make sure you're going to lose it. Welcome to another episode of The Wealthy American here with my co-host as always, Jim Stryker. Jim, how are you today? I'm doing awesome, man. Looking forward to the show. Me too. So I wanted to really, I want to jump, jump right in today. So we just recently had one of the greatest investors and greatest minds when it comes to finances. I would argue anything as I think probably he would and somebody I have studied for years and years and years and for years have gone to the annual board meeting, Berkshire Hathaway, which is Charlie Munger just passed away. Rest in peace, Charlie. Yeah, so sad. Such a huge loss. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got such a weird perspective on this after spending 10 years in the special operations community. Don't want to bring down the vibe too much of this episode, but saw a lot of death earlier in life. And I think anybody that can make it to 99 years old and live the life that that man lived is something to be celebrated. He's somebody I've studied for a long time. And in that spirit today, I actually wanted to break down a little bit of Mr. Munger's inverse thinking, actually where that came from, which was a mathematician back in the 1800s, and then apply that into this. If you wanted to absolutely screw up, ultimately make the worst decisions that will almost guarantee you'll never build any sort of wealth and you'll never be able to get ahead, what would those be? And you might be saying to yourself, like, why would you go down that road? Well, anybody that's ever been in a project where you had to some, start something fresh, you know the hardest way to do that is to try to hit gold right off Jump Street, right? If you guys have ever done a sport and you try to be an Olympian right out the gate or try to go to the NBA right out the gate, usually what happens? It doesn't really work, <laughs> right? So Charlie Munger had this saying where somebody asked him like, Hey, how do you think through things? And what he said was actually a quote from different mathematician, which we'll talk about. He said, invert, always invert. And what he meant by that is if I can see all the different ways that it doesn't work, it's going to pull those things off the table. And I'm going to be left with a higher likelihood of everything that's left could possibly work for this. And so what's really cool about this is this was again, popularized, you know, at least in recent times by Charlie Munger, but he read about this from a mathematician named Carl Gustav Jacobi. And he contributed a lot to math over the years. And that's where the saying, and he said it in Latin, but invert, always invert came from. He found that he, when he wrote the opposite of the problem he was trying to solve, the answer came easier to him. So instead of how to figure out you know, the original problem, which he was working on crazy math stuff, right? he would look at all the things that would make the problem worse and just pull those off the table before he even started looking at a solution. So sidebar a little bit, Jim, and I'm sure you've read through a lot of this stuff as well, but it's interesting to note here, the amount of famous thinkers throughout time have always described something similar, right? Thomas Edison has a famous quote here, and this is a very brute force way of doing this, but he was asked, you know, as he was going through inventions and especially as he was working to create the light bulb, like how was he able to continue through so many failures? And Jim, are you familiar with the famous quote here? I think so, but I'm not positive. I bet you are, which is I've not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that wouldn't work. And in my okay, opinion, yeah. the most blunt of this, Munger summed it up perfectly. And I love this, this version of it. Uh, he said, what we try to do is we just try to be consistently not stupid instead of trying to be very intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. So I, before I hop into kind of the, the top kind of five things, 
that I would say would hold somebody back from being able to create wealth and all that stuff. I would love your, I know you're a huge Charlie fan as well. Yeah, I am a huge Charlie fan. And uh, I definitely don't want to take too much time here getting into some of the gold that you're going to be getting into. But I just think about a man who was born in 1924. And so before the Great Depression, automobiles, light bulbs, electricity, horse and buggy, streets, uh, the modern, I just think about the life that Charlie Munger lived through and the cycles, you know, and um, I love the philosophies that he developed through his life. And I'll tell you, it's, it's been foundational for me, for my family, and I think, well, foundational to what it means to be a wealthy American, right? That, I mean, he per- personifies that, right? And so I love just real quick, just a, a few of his rules. Number one, don't lose money. And in case you forget, Rule number two is don't forget rule number one. And I just love the simplicity of such an important thing. And it develops something um, that we hold near and dear here, you know, at the Wealthy American Podcast, which is, um, you know, an acronym, an acronym called SLIRT. And it just stands for safety, liquidity, rate of return, and taxation. And it's in that order. And I got to say that developed from the two rules that Charlie, you know, was gracious enough to bestow on us. And we get to ask those uh you know, questions in order when we're talking about our money, talking about savings, talking about doing the things that that we're, you know, aimed to do with the resources that we have. So I'm just super grateful that we're doing this and that we have an, an opportunity to uh, lift Charlie up for everybody. He's been a, an incredible American. He's been super valuable to, to myself, my family, I, and I know yeah, you as well. So just, a, just an awesome guy. I'm going to miss him. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, man. All right. So without further ado, what are some of the ways that you could almost guarantee you're never going to create any wealth? Number one, first and foremost, is you spend all the money you make. No plans, no thoughts towards building income that doesn't require you to work in the future, any future expenses. And kind of the subsect of that is if you really want to hammer that nail into the coffin, not only do you spend all the money you make, but then you put more than you make on a credit card or take out debt. That's a great way to guarantee you are never going to build wealth. So number one, if you you want to make sure you're never going to be able to do it, make sure you spend all of it. Second one, and almost right away. Second one is similar, but put away some money, but in a place that's real highly risky and likely to lose it, right? And highly risky, we should define that. Highly risky being defined by untested, highly volatile, or low likelihood of producing a return, right? So this is basically your likelihood you could lose the money. Any sort of penny stocks, if you've ever seen those where they're like, check out this stock, it just, you know, it's got the potential to rise a thousand percent. And you're like, huh? Why isn't everybody getting into this? Well, because the likelihood you're going to lose all that money is pretty high in there as well. So, you know, don't want to point fingers at anybody or any one particular thing, but if it's highly volatile, and you hear things like, you could get 800% returns. Well, unless that requires breaking your back and really <laughs> kind of, you know, being able to apply high level skill in there, it's probably not going to be a passive investive investment that gets you 800% returns. And you might be saying, hey, man, you get lucky. You know, my great aunt or my great aunt bought into Apple stock back when it was first released, held on to it, and now they have this. Like, that's true. That's a real thing that happens. But for every one-off story you hear on the news, which by the way, that's why it hits the news because it's so weird and so a one-off, there's way more people that lose all of their money, right? So make sure you invest inside of something highly volatile if you want to give yourself a high likelihood of losing that money. The next <laughs> you one- You forgot rule number one. <laughs> forgot rule number one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But you're trying to lose all your money here. So make sure you it's highly volatile, right? Right, right. Number three, 
Stay ignorant to the principles of money and wealth creation and only listen to hype, right? Make sure to put all that money. By the way, crypto is a concept. Blockchain is a concept. I like the concept. Everybody, all my friends, everybody else was like, hey man, you got to get into this. I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. It's gone up. It's gone up. It's gone up. And some people pulled their money out of that and it's done. They did have massive gains. I also got told, I got told by one of my closest friends, he's like, hey man, why don't you just put some money over here? I was like, dude, I don't understand it well enough. Like I understand the basic concepts. Like I don't really understand how that works. He's like, yeah, but you should just do it. Like it's just going up. It's going up. There was this hype around it, this like buzz around crypto and like it was never going to go down. And I was like, dude, I just don't understand it well enough. Like I'm not going to do it. And he's like, it's your loss. You're being an idiot. And he lost about $125,000. And so when you look at it, right, it's easier to get caught up in that hype because it feels easier than actually understanding the principles of money and wealth wealth creation. Kind of the same thing, but different would be ignoring proven principles of what's worked for other people to get the same result that you're seeking. And you have to start fresh every time with trying to figure out the new opportunity, the new concept, the new hype thing that's coming about, right? There's always going to be new. I uh, just read, and, and again, these can be great investments, but you just have to match it up to what you're looking at. Like I just read through an article, forget which financial site it was from, really talking about how short-term Airbnbs, that market is starting to fall out because of a lot of reasons. Part of it was a platform, part of it was everything else. But what you heard, all you heard for a little bit here was like short-term rentals with Airbnbs, crypto, e-commerce, like all this stuff. All that stuff is is really smart if you know how to do it. If you buy into just the hype and that's what you're going after, after, and you don't really know what you're putting your money into, man, that's a great way to make sure you're going to lose it. So if, if you're looking to lose your money and not really build the wealth, make sure you don't really look into the thing, just buy into the hype, listen to the sound bites and go through there. And really just make sure you're only taking in like 30 second minute piece of information on YouTube, on TikTok, on pundits on TV without actually understanding the source material and the context of the advice given. Jim, certainly you must have had friends. Maybe you've even done it. I, I've lost a little bit of money here and there over the years. That's how I learned not to do this. But you've got to have some stories about this here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Every time I've lost money and I've lost a lot of money, you know, doing the same thing, right? Learning, you know, what to what to do. But every time I've lost money, I can absolutely 100% unequivocally uh, say that I did not use Charlie Munger's filter. I chased return. I didn't understand liquidity. I didn't understand the investment and uh, I didn't understand the safety of it and I didn't understand the taxes, right? So for me, 100%, I've, every time I've lost money, I didn't ask how safe it was, how liquid it was, what the rate of return you know, is, and then also what are the tax implications of this? So every time I want to lose money, I just uh, forget about the filtering system and go right after the return and, and forget, every, forget everything that uh, has protected me you know, <laughs> going forward. Perfect. It's a great way to lose money. So let's talk about number four. Right. And we got five of these in total, but let's talk about, and five is probably the most important one. Five is actually where people usually screw up and they don't realize it. Five is, is probably the most common way that most smart people end up not building their wealth. And so number four though, is have easy access to any savings or investments you do have and look at them as a way to get through short-term discomfort or to purchase something I want, but really, you know, kind of don't really need. And kind of a side note to this, this is a little bit different for everybody. Right. Some people, you know, they really want the highest end Range Rover autobiography for $200,000 plus. And others are looking at getting a second car for their family. 
And I've been on both ends of these spectrums. And I know you have as well, Jim, right? And I'll say for me, this feels the same regardless of how much money I've had or how little money I've had. And the idea that you'll eventually kind of arrive and you'll feel content, I don't really think is true. At least for me, it's been about appreciating what I have and working with what I've got to make things work no matter what that's brought that highest level contentment for me, right? And you'll say like, well, you know, you need two cars and a family. I've done it with just one car, right? Is it harder? Of course it's harder. Is it doable? Of course it's doable. But it's about working with what you've got and working within the constraints of what you have. And so especially if you have access to stuff you're putting away, it's real easy to go, hmm, but I could just take from this. And when I say access, I mean, I shouldn't say access because we use that as access to money, which is an important thing, liquidity use, rate of return. What I'm talking about is you're looking at this like your checking account every day, right? And you're going, I have that much more money to spend, right? You're looking at it the exact same as you would a checking account balance. That's where this goes wrong. And I had, man, one of my closest friends, knew him from the military. I, I almost said what position and what team. And I, I don't want to do that because I don't want to, you know, skylight him and all. But within that, like he, uh, he had been doing all the right things, but he also loved all the equipment that we had. For him, it was really high-end rifles. Like that was his jam, man. Like, and he was great shooter, all that stuff. But like, and this is after we'd gotten out of the military, but I remember going to visit him actually right up near where you're at, Jim, post falls there. And then I, I was, uh, he had this incredible gun safe and I'm looking at these rifles and I'm like, that's six grand. That's like nine grand. That's four grand. He's got like $60,000 worth of rifles in this gun safe, right? Before we even talk about the optics, the glass that's on these things. And I'm looking at this and I'm looking at where he's living relative to the amount that he has. He has hit where he was living was worth less than what he had in his gun safe. And it was because he had emptied all of his long-term savings because he wanted these things. Did he need them? No. Didn't have enough hands to operate all those things, right? Like it just wasn't there. And so if you're looking at your long-term accounts and the value in those, like you're looking at your checking account, it's not going to set you up for success. So that's a great way to make sure you never build wealth. And then the fifth one, this is the last one. And, and like I said, this is the, the most important. This is the single biggest place that I see really smart people that have really good intentions and are doing most of the things right, screw up and lose their wealth. And I, I, early on, I was a victim of this as well. That's how I know that this is the place because I'd been smart with my money. I'd been frugal, didn't really spend a lot, all that stuff. And that's this. You have long-term goals and you put those in long-term vehicles that will compound over time, which is what you want, but you have a short-term mindset. And so you keep looking at these things going, what's it doing? What's it doing? What's it doing? Why is this not at a million dollars yet? Why is this not at 500? For me back then, why is this not at a hundred thousand, right? Like everything was, was scaled dramatically down back in those days, right? And I just kept getting frustrated going, is this the right thing? And I moved a lot of my investments over the years, not saying you shouldn't review and if it's not working, don't move. But if you're in the right vehicle, but it just takes 10 years to get there. And every week you're looking at that and going, this should be here. This should be here. This should be here. You have a short-term mindset with a long-term plan. And those two things will eventually cause you to make decisions that are going to be not in your best interest. In fact, it's it's fascinating. In fact, Jim, I'd love to hear you speak to this a little bit, if you've read any of the studies, about day traders and what their actual success rates are. If you have, if not, I can speak to it as well. Yeah, go ahead and speak to it. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. So these are fascinating. So day traders, and there, and there are people that can do this really well, but they're, you know, they're like true quants, they're true, you know, polymaths where they just can run numbers in their head and they're, they're genius level people, right? Even then, most of them don't end up doing it very long because they go, Oh, long term, this is better. Um, but what they do is day trading 
basically looks at it and goes, all right, cool. I can arbitrage based on the end of the day values, beginning of the day values, middle of the day values, and I can kind of day trade these different things and I can produce a certain amount of results every day. Well, they've looked at this over and over and over again. And at least based on the last study I saw, which a lot of these, you know, everybody's data isn't published, right? Because nobody wants to admit they're losing that money. But they think about 70% of day traders end up going down to zero from what they started with because there's what they're, it's not set up for it. It's a short term mindset and they're playing in a long term vehicle. And so they just end up paying fees and they, nobody can really predict daily fluctuations based on all that stuff. You can predict certain companies and, and people can predict market fluctuations in a period of time based on preceding values. But to just look at, you know, the current day and trade that stuff, that, that's very hard to do. So if you want to make sure you're going to lose your money, but try to do everything right. So you get really nice and frustrated. Make sure you got a short-term mindset with long-term goals and a long-term vehicle. So those are the top five ways you can make sure you just will never build wealth. Number one, spend all the money you make. No thoughts or plans towards building an income that doesn't require to work, require you to work it all the way in the future or any future expenses you have. Two, put away some of that money, but put it in a place that's really highly risky and likely to lose it. Three, completely ignore the proven principles of what's worked for other people to get the same result you're looking for and make sure you're trying to start fresh every single time with the hottest and newest thing. Number four, have easy access to any savings or investments. Make sure you guys look at all of that like a checking account that you can spend for whatever you would like at any given point in time. And number five, make sure you have a short-term mindset with long-term goals and make short-term decisions based on those. So those are the top five ways using Charlie Munger's inverse thinking principles, which are not really Charlie Munger's or Carl Jacoby's, but popularized by Charlie Munger to make sure that you're never able to build wealth. And if you're going, well, hey, those are all great ways to not build wealth. What do I need to do? That's what our whole channel is about here, right? So we've got a lot of stuff on that. I wanted to kind of illustrate some of the things that you could do to make sure you screw that up so we can start to take those off the table so you can have a better place to start from to be able to solve for what you want to solve and whatever wealth looks like for you in terms of finances moving forward. Total disclaimer, by the way, this is not financial advice. In fact, this particular episode was the exact opposite of financial advice, what to do to make sure that you're totally screwed. So from financial advice, you need to talk to a financial professional. They need to be able to understand your specific circumstance, figure out what your goals are, and then be able to build out a plan for you. So Jim, anything to add before we close out here? I think you covered it. Looking back to go forward, I think is an important you know thing that you covered you know here uh, today is, is that if you know what not to do, boy, then it sure does make it a little bit easier for us to know what to do, right? So I think you, you had a great uh, tie down and I think we could come up with 50 things, you know, not to do, but I think you eloquently covered, you know, the top five uh, not to do. So the rest, uh, understanding what those are and doing the opposite, it's gravy. Thank you for joining us here on another episode of The Wealthy American. We are on a true mission to make sure that we can educate, entertain to a certain level and inform the American population. We believe that our country is stronger when more people have more wealth. And we really appreciate you being here, sharing this time with us. If you like this, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. And if you're one of our audio only listeners, the only thing that we ask, it's the only way that more people can see this stuff and it shows up inside of the, the rankings and all that stuff. If you go and if you enjoyed this, leave a five-star review. It really helps us out. More importantly, it can help somebody else out so that they can start to learn this to put them on the best possible position to achieve the goals in their journey. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.